It's time for Larry Knows Sports. My guests tonight, Hawkeye John Blue and Micah the Shermanator. I am your host, Larry. the finals getting closer uh we've got two series at 3-1 let's break them down how was your how was your week of watching sports guys mine was incredible yeah oh man john have you been watching any of these games i i i've been i've watched as many as i could which is a couple. I watched the Lakers Nuggets in the middle of the night last night. I was oh, bed, I was bed was when it was happening, but I got up at like three. Yeah. Didn't look at the result, and then rewatched it all on um, the TNT app. Yeah, I've been doing something similar. My you know my days aren't ending until like nine, and then I have to eat dinner. So it's actually kind of nice to be able to skip through the commercials and through. Um, Reggie Miller and Chris Webber talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was that was a good one. The Heat game. Um, I didn't see Game Three, but I've seen the rest of the Heat games. Game Four was nuts. Um, yeah. Absolutely. We'll start. We'll start with uh, the Western Conference. Uh, Lakers up three to one. So. I believe we've had an episode in the past where Denver was down 3-1 to Utah. And so <laughs> we just kind of counted them out. Then we had an episode where they were down 3-1 to the Clippers, and we kind of just assumed, okay, it's going to be L.A. versus L.A. And we were wrong. And now they're down 3-1 again. Um, are they coming to be, back? To be fair, I counted them out when they were 1-1 Utah. Okay. So I was even, I was, I was counting them out even when they were dead even in that series. Cause game two looked like Utah had figured them out and it was over. And yeah. And I've been wrong every time and I'm gonna, I'm gonna count them out this time. Yeah. And not, and not because I think, honestly, I think they might be better. Mm-hmm. I think they might be better. They are younger, they buy a lot and they are hungrier. And LeBron James just LeBron James looks old. He just he's 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 starting to look old in the fourth quarters, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I watched that. Sir. Time. Yeah. <laughs> sir. Don't be confused <laughs> by the gray in his beard, sir. And I sir. Honestly, you know what I feel like? I feel like so I grew up I grew up a Lakers fan. Loved Showtime. Loved that. I love LeBron James. I love all he stands for. I love I love it. I am totally rooting for the Lakers sort of and then i like then i find myself i'm like the russian crowd in rocky four <laughs> i'm like i get i'm in love with these nuggets i can't help it last yesterday i was like michael porter hitting back-to-back threes to close out the third I'm like, yeah! I'm like the russian is cut i'm like <laughs> so were you were you, I, were you watching that when you did not know the score yet i did not know the score 
Yeah, yep. I mean, it it is interesting because these games have been so exciting to watch. Brian, I mean, Larry. Yes. Who, what what do you find yourself reacting positively to? Because when, when the Lakers, like when Anthony Davis hit that shot, mm-hmm. I was jumping up and down, running around my house. So I, I like clearly in my heart of hearts, I'm rooting for the Lakers. Um, and even when Jamal Murray, who like, this is not a hot take, that dude is a stud. That guy does not miss in the fourth quarter. That guy is an, that guy is a star. That guy is great. Here is kind of a hot take. Michael Porter Jr. At any given time is the fifth best player on the court total. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes higher. I think he's better than the third option for LA, but uh, I, I want to talk about that. But Larry, yes. what, what do you find yourself reacting to? Okay, so I, I did react like that to the AD shot. Um, and usually in a lot of these series, I, I rely on that just natural instinct to figure out who I'm going to root for when the series starts. And it is LA and the Heat. Um, Especially the Heat. I think that one was an obvious one to me, uh, oh. just because like their team's so fun, and I just I, I always and root you're, against Boston. You're wearing the Miami. I Vice am wearing right now a Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, Miami buckets. Jersey. So let me tell you All about this jersey. Buckets. So I uh, it was during the second round that I was like, I got to get one of those Miami Vice Heat jerseys, even though they're not wearing it during the playoffs. Um, so I, I do a Google search for like. Uh, it's called like the Swingman jersey. Those are the names of the uh, like the city version of the jerseys. So I do a search for that, Jimmy Butler, and Google comes up with a few results of like shopping results. And on NBA.com, the general price for these is like $110. And then there was this other one option on a site called Poshmark for $55. Poshmark is like... It's not eBay because there's no auction, but, you know, you could sell whatever clothes you want, used or new. It's usually high-end fashion, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And heat jerseys. (laughs) 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 And I see it, and I'm like, okay, that looks great. Uh, They have it in my size. It's new. So I order it, and I, I, like, look at their, like, return policy and everything, and there is a cancellation policy. Uh, So I order it. I don't hear anything. I like check back a few days later and the seller's listings are all gone. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a scam. Like he just sold stuff and ran away. And and I kept uh, like after seven days, the site lets you cancel any order that hasn't been shipped yet. And it's still there was no shipping label. So I canceled. I got my refund. And then the next day, the jersey comes in the mail. So this was a free jersey. No, no, no. You you gotta follow up. That's not right. Well, that's I, I will. That's follow- an individual. That's a that's a small business owner, maybe. But that that person's gonna miss the fifty five dollars. Oh, absolutely. If if that's the case, I will follow up and I'll message that guy. But if the money was refunded by Poshmark, then I don't whatever. That's uh oh that's that's something to look into for sure. All right, I, I yeah. really want I, I feel like I'm hosting right now. No 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 no. This is great. I do want I do want to talk about Mr. Buckets and Mr. Hero. Yes. But we're on we'll LA. Start, yeah, right let's start now. with the West, and then we'll go. 
and then we'll travel east. So, so, so we're we're all sort of rooting. Like, don't get me wrong. I I am all about this Denver team. Yeah, I think they're going to be great next year. I do not see them making it to the finals. Jamal Murray and Jokic, he is something else, man. Yeah. He's just, we've never seen anything like him. He's like Larry. He's like if Larry Bird and Jack Sigma. He's like Larry Bird and Jack Sigma's body, right? You don't have to Jack tell me who Sigma? Jack Sigma. I do not. Of no. course, you don't remember Jack Sigma. <laughs> He's just like lumbering white dude that played for the Bucks. Okay, um, but a starter. Uh, this guy. They're just so much fun to watch, and so this is this was the major thing that I've been thinking about all week because I am rooting for the Lakers. I was like, you got to take Kuz out, man. He is not mm. the third option. I know he's averaging 11 points and that's what he averaged during the season. And that's all good and fine, but he's getting like one assist a game, two rebounds and just missing everything. He, he looks like, he looks like a college player out there who's nervous about being on the big stage for the first time. And he is a college age person and he is on the big stage for the first time. He is not the third option. I was so happy to see Dwight Howard get that start. Boy, did that get them off to a great start. And Rondo is the finisher there, right? And Danny Green, he's a champion. He is, he is forged in fire. He's a tar heel and he just earns his bread. He makes his shots, he plays his defense, and sometimes he'll get up high enough to make a layup. And, and you can't leave out Caldwell Pope after last night. No, you no. can't. That guy's good. That guy is really good. Yeah, when he takes a pretty open three, I, I always feel like it's going in. Yeah. And he had some he had some good timely steals. I think if I were to say who's been the third best player, it's gotta be Rondo. Oh, gotta be. Yeah. Without a doubt. Playoff Rondo, I mean, he, so many times it's looked like his career is basically done. And yeah, he's just, he just brings it in the playoffs. And he does that stuff like, like he works the rookie. So Michael Porter Jr., he comes down with a rebound, right? Doesn't get his elbows out. He just kind of has it. Rondo's like, oh yeah, this guy's a fucking rookie. Walks by, comes in behind him, slaps the ball away, turnover under the basket, and the Lakers get it back. I'm like, dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, his, I mean, it, it's really fun to watch him like breaking the assist records like mm -hmm. to a game is like pretty exciting. Uh, he's a champion. He's a he's a floor leader. Um, I like how it's another thing I was thinking about. Uh, uh, OK, I'm thinking about so much right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with the Lakers and then I want to talk about Michael Porter Jr. Because that guy is very, very good at basketball. Like, as of someone who's rooting for the Lakers, I'm like, that guy's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, J Jamal Murray hitting every single shot with his feet is really annoying. Yeah, that circus like shots. Right hand, left left hand. Jokic, I would like to see Jokic, like, a little more consistently great big numbers. I think that they're unstoppable if he's getting 30 a game or just 25 a game. And, and averaging a double double. Um, the hell was I saying? Anyway, um, oh, so it's it's amazing. 
if we could talk about Dwight Howard for a second. Sure. I know, I know I've said a bunch of names there, but <laughs> Dwight Howard, do you remember when Dwight Howard left um, Orlando? He led a team to the finals. Yeah. Had some issues and was pretty immature. Not exactly a, um, a veteran leader. And he floundered from team to team with great players that lakers team like they were favorites going into the season and, and nash got hurt yeah what's that nash got hurt though but that like, was right. like i mean nash was done yeah. basically then nash was not not a big factor anyways dwight howard well, could have been the game changer yeah and kobe was kobe and not to speak ill of kobe or or michael jordan for that matter. Although Michael Jordan did it with Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. That was a good fit. LeBron James is a good fit for everyone. He knows how to talk to people and he knows how to get the best out of his teammates. Kobe Bryant was not one of those guys and neither was Michael Jordan. And apparently neither is James Harden. Oh, definitely not James Harden. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But you see the play, you see a guy like Rondo, who is not known for his sense of humor. Right. And how he and LeBron interact. You see a guy like JaVale McGee, who is a, he's a silly man. He's just a silly person. <laughs> he does look like he should be wearing squeaky clown shoes. Yes, yes. And LeBron is able to, being on LeBron's team, he's able to be the best JaVale McGee that he can be. Same thing with Dwight. Dwight's in his 16th year. Something like that. And maybe not quite that much, but but whatever. Yeah. Someone who we all thought was done. He is jumping out of the building still. And keep in mind, he's only 6'10". Mm-hmm. And muscling dudes and, and playing... Like he's in his 20s. LeBron James is able to build people back up. And I think that's a really under underrated and underappreciated skill, the, the people skills that a leader like LeBron James has. When uh, neither Kobe nor Harden, great players in their own rights, were not able to do that. I I think that Kobe was able to do that with certain players. I think he got more out of Gasol than would have otherwise been there and maybe some others. I think Smush though, Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Meta World Peace. Yeah. Meta, Meta for real. Smush, I don't know. But. There is like a tiny bit of um, what we call like, you'd maybe call selection bias though in what you're talking about, Micah. Because LeBron is able to get the best out of the players that he knows he can get the best out of. And that's what he does as the general manager. He's like, yeah, get rid of these young guys. Bring in the guys who are old enough to know their place. And will take like a second tier role, even if they used to be superstars. And we'll do all this. So, so yes, you're absolutely right. He's able to reach all these people and he knows what type of people he's able to reach. Um, and that is, that's the key. 
And, and I don't know if LeBron would have been able to reach Dwight in those Lakers days. Like I really, I really don't, but he's doing an amazing job now for sure. And, and a, uh, a testament to the point that you just made is Kyle Kuzma, who was supposed to be that third option that Michael Porter Jr. player. And he's not living up to that. It's strange. I remember Jalen Rose saying, listen, the Lakers have three all-stars, LeBron James, AD, and Kuzma. Oof. <laughs> We're not seeing that. Definitely no. not. And, and, and he's a young man, to your point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kuzma was, so going back to LeBron picking his players, you know, when he first signed with the Lakers, the Lakers had that young core with Ingram, Kuzma, Josh Hart, yeah. Uh, yeah. who am I forgetting? Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah. And it was, you know, there was some thought, well, he's going to mold these players, but he probably already knew they were going to make a big trade that he was going to direct. So he also must have known that he could reach AD. Right. I think. And, and it looks like AD is flowering. And uh, I think in game two had the biggest moment of his basketball life so far when he hit that shot. And I liked the way LeBron, you know, jumped on him with everybody else right afterwards to congratulate him. But like kind of, he didn't do any post game interview. He let AD have his moment. I think he knows like I've done this before. This is AD's time to shine. And AD's better than him. I think he knows that too. Yeah. I mean, there's that's, that's definitely can be debated. That can sure. be debated, <laughs> but it's a debate. It, it, yeah. You're absolutely right. It's, 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 it's a conversation. And uh, AD's future is much brighter than LeBron's. Sure. <laughs> so um, that's another thing that when you're talking about players who are uh, towards the end of their careers, <clears throat> Kobe wasn't exactly able to do that, neither was Michael Jordan. But LeBron James is saying, hey, I'm 36, 35, 36. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I don't have a lot of time left on this body. So let me give this guy an opportunity to then carry me later, maybe for the next Mm -hmm. three or four years. I will say this though. I'll say this, man. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I love seeing LeBron James pick up Jamal Murray at the end of that game. Oh yeah. And he was like, you know, he's like, he's not, I mean, why would you be at this point in your career of looking bad? Um, He already made the decision to take his talents to South Beach. That was the cringiest thing Uh in the world. Um, And everybody hated him for it. But not, not being afraid to be like, yeah, this guy is getting buckets left and right. So let me stick him. And he stuck him pretty good. I mean, he, he, he fouled him on that one play. Yeah. Like, there's did. no question. And that was, that was, but a, he didn't, he didn't foul him on that other play. Well, but he, he, he <laughs> fouled him and didn't get called for it. And the reason he didn't call, get called for it is because he's LeBron James. So, and because he didn't, he didn't foul him that other play right. when he had his hands up and the dude fell on his face. He got called for the foul. Yeah. Yeah. And LeBron so, also was on, I guess probably switched on to him onto Jokic for that three late in the game where it he did not foul it looks like and Jokic missed the shot with the hands in his face 
Yeah. I think uh, I do like that LeBron went on to Murray, as we were saying, mm-hmm. and he, I think he was quoted as saying it was winning time. I know that that I didn't like. Just, <laughs> no, just, I, I don't know. I kind of dug it. And Where, what else do you say? Yeah. It was winning time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Murray was incredible making shots that like we've never seen or close to never yeah, seen. Yeah, so you can't abide that because it's winning time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, actually, I think last night, that did to me seem like the first game of the playoffs where LeBron was in fifth gear, where he was just doing, he had to will the team to win and do everything he could to make sure they won. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And what better time than the conference finals? Yeah. The finals. And they're not at the finals yet, so might yeah. as well start now. May as well what, start what now. better time than winning time? Than winning time. I mean, it's right there on the watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Got to go to work. Winning time. <laughs> yeah. And that attitude and that locker room presence is why... Denver will not come back from 3-1 again. Where no, I agree with that. I I I no, I don't think so. I think I think I think Denver's good. I think yesterday superhuman performance by Dwight Howard to start. Um crazy offensive performance by um AD out of the gate, you know, making his first seven or whatever and nuts. Um, really though, I think yesterday and, and Denver was just hurt by Jokic getting all these like stupid fouls and then like basically being benched for half of the fourth quarter and then utterly ineffective when he was back in there. I, I don't know. And it was still really close guys. I just don't think this is, I don't think this is over. How many more games does Denver have? I think, I think at least at least two. I think they win. They win the next one. You mean you think then, they win at least one, but have two yeah, games. win at least one. Okay. I think this this goes at least six, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's going to get harder and harder for the Lakers because they are tired. Ad in I think what last night was game four, so it must have been game three. He looked dead, tugging on his shorts. Yeah, and and can I just say? Can I just say the Plumley minutes have been a fucking disaster. Uh-huh. Like, and that's the other thing. So Jokic gets in foul trouble, and who do you put in? Like, oh my God, Plumley, who is like, oh hey, there's AD going to take the game winner. Uh-huh. Uh, oh right. Like, oh yeah. And then his just and he fouls AD on a three pointer with the shot clock, like a fall away three pointer with the shot clock expiring. It's like, no, you give him that one Plumley. I, I don't know. His, he is, he is abjectly awful. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a big drop off from Jokic. And if, if Jokic can stay out of foul trouble, I think, I think it's a different game. And I think this next one will be Denver's, mm-hmm. but I'm wrong about Denver every time. So. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. I mean, Denver is way better than I thought they were going to be in these playoffs. And I agree with you. I, I think last night, yeah, Denver outplayed L.A. overall. Um, but the foul trouble is probably what killed them. Uh, but no, the Lakers are going to they're going to close this one out. They're going to win it. 
chance it goes to six, but I'll take LA to win it, to close it out in the next game. Yeah, I'll take LA in this next game too. Um, I think they just want to get some rest. Mm. Um, So I think they're really going to, I think they're really going to push it. Um, You know, it's, it, it was interesting after game two, I think, um, Charles Barkley was doing a post game with uh, AD and he was like, you're unstoppable. So why are you getting stopped? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I just got to be more aggressive. And I've been talking with LeBron about it. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like he doesn't even know how powerful he is. And yeah. in a little, in a small way, he's got that kind of Carl Anthony Towns mindset of like, both Kentucky guys. Yeah. Well, so is Tyler Hero. So. I know. <laughs> uh, and, and Jamal Murray. Yeah. And Jamal Murray. Yeah, Kentucky Jamal Redis Murray, man. boy. Uh, and we can certainly talk about Calipari coming to the NBA if you want. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, he can't, he can't not get rebounds. You have to, like, you jump out of the building. You got longer arms than everybody. Your eyebrows longer than everybody. Mm-hmm. Go after that ball. If you get elbowed in the face, no big deal. He sets up on offense. At least he is a long ways from the basket, like right. all the time. Like he's he if he's close to the basket on a play, it's because he it was a pick and roll, and he like he you know he moved in. Otherwise, and, he's setting up a ways away. And we wouldn't be talking about we would be talking about how he got bullied by Jokic on that second to last play when he hit the game winner. If he hadn't made that shot, we'd be talking about he, how he got sunned. He, he, he got that to me. I was like, how are you letting that happen, man? Push him, push him back. And he is such a nice guy. He seems like a, I'd love to hang out with him, love to have dinner with him, you know, would rather not have, maybe would rather not have dinner with Jimmy Butler, <laughs> but, um, or, or Jamal Murray. Did you see, did you see his post game after this last game? He was salty. Good. Ooh. Was it about the you, fouling by like that one, that one I mean, shot? They were just, they were just asking him questions and he was like, yeah, I mean, we didn't score as many points as them, so we didn't win and we should have won that game. Oh, did you really, did you, did you see it as a sign of respect that uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both guarding you in the game? And he was like, yeah, you know who else guarded me? Uh, Paul Pierce and Pat Bev and um, Kawhi okay. Leonard. It, he's like, we didn't win the game. We should have won the game. And that, I mean, it's your focus. Yeah, definitely. Which I don't know. Maybe yeah. I would like to have dinner with him. He seems like a pretty. <laughs> I would. Singer. I wouldn't want to have dinner with Jokic because I wouldn't want to watch him eat. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I bet he's an interesting guy. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be like, uh, did you just eat my ham sandwich? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do drinks. Let's just do. <laughs> did you start with mine? <laughs> He's always got such a weird look on his face, but he's he doesn't seem tired at the end of games. Boy, is he? He seems tired at the beginning of games. <laughs> right. But like he yeah, he has that just natural like posture and demeanor that seems tired, but he plays throughout. Boy, his 
he, he he's an emotional player, but he keeps his emotions in check. He's so crafty. The way that he like acts, he acts for the referees in a way that you know a lot of a lot of players these days do. You know, Harden does, Pat Beverly does. It's like, uh, LeBron. LeBron <laughs> does absolutely. Why wouldn't you? That's how the yeah. game is played right now. Jokic takes that to a new level, man. And then he always goes to the ref with his hands in a prayer, <laughs> right? Like, like they call the foul and he's like, not me, please, please not me. Please <clears> not <throat> me. Oh, me. Oh, boy. Oh, no. He, he's got that, oh, shucks. Well, darn it. I, I'm just a bit like the way that Dwight Howard was playing him early in the series, I would have punched Dwight Howard and got a, and, uh, you know, got a uh, suspension. He was like all up in him in that way that I was like, and then Frank Vogel was like, cut the antics, Dwight. And Reggie Miller was like, I like the antics. I was like, yeah, that's why nobody likes you, Reggie Miller. <laughs> but Reggie, Reggie called out LeBron yesterday, or I don't know, it was maybe it was Weber who called him out when he drove and got the, it was towards the end, he got the foul call, but he was yelling at the other referee who didn't call the foul. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's he's still got the call, but he's mad because the first official didn't call it and had it be the second one. I mean, he's he's straight politicking. He he's so he's so smart and multifaceted because he knows that that's gonna that's gonna affect next game. I know, but the next it, time that he refs the game. But what? Huh? What did you say, John? Yes, I, I get it, but it's exhausting. Not and then Vogel like pulling the Phil Jackson and being like, well, if you look at the numbers, we're getting screwed by the refs here. Mm. And then it's like, okay, here we go. Phil Jackson from the early 2000s with Shaq. Oh, sorry, Phil Jackson, the one with nine, I know. 11 rings? Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's fine. And I think it's the thing to do. It's just like you know, you should run negative campaign ads in politics because they work, but I still don't want to watch them. And I still like, <laughs> yeah, it still yeah. exhausts me. Yeah. You should also flop because that might work. And I hate that. That's what uh, Harden has made an art form out of just getting every fouls. Single, every single player flops a lot. Jokic is a genius at yeah. it, man. That guy's great. <laughs> the best it ever really is, is uh, art. I love the, the Harden Manu Ginobili double flop. Still yeah. is right. hilarious. It should be there should be fines and suspensions and flagrants. You should get a flagrant for flopping. Why not? Why don't we just like you know review it and be like, mm, nah, that's a flop. Flagrant <laughs> one, you know. <laughs> like if they review it and they see that the player um, was overacting, they actually get a foul called on them. Yeah, there you go. Because it's because it's offensive. It's offensive <laughs> to me. They do that. They find players sometimes. Yeah, they do. But that's after the game. Right. That, right. that doesn't affect the outcome. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I kind of wish they had a, uh, I know they have a referee in Secaucus who is like giving advice. I wish that that referee or maybe a panel of three referees was the final call and not the refs on the court. Like the referees, if they review it in time in Secaucus are able to go, no, actually, but not to have because it slows down the game. Yeah, yeah, that whole process could be so much faster. It seems like. Right. Also, also, like I was noticing when they were reviewing, they're like looking at this like twenty-inch screen 
I'm like, guys, you're not blocking anyone's view. It's the fucking bubble. Put an 80 inch screen yeah. there for the replay. Like, yeah. what and are- also, all this place is is screens. Put it up so we can all see. Why are you guys like, you know, they're yeah. like you're all crowded guys. around too. Looking at they've got they've got they've got the hood like it's an old timey like uh, <laughs> yeah like pick. <laughs> That's what they used to do the NFL like r- challenge. Mm-hmm. They used to go under the hood. Into the peep show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Secaucus, New Jersey, seems to be. Uh, the the industry there is video replays because the NHL uses Secaucus too, I and think. train transfers. Yeah, so. yeah. Why Secaucus? I don't What's know. going on in Secaucus? It's like the Delaware of sports. Yeah, they must be maybe uh, tax breaks on like video equipment, something. <laughs> anyway, definitely something significant. It's not tradition. I'm sure of that. No, it's definitely not tradition. I don't think Secaucus used to ever be known for that. Also, how did Bristol, Connecticut become the headquarters of ESPN? Bristol, of all places. It always was. I know, but why? I mean, it was back in the day, like, cable companies were, you know, like, run on a shoestring. And they just, you know, they didn't, they, they couldn't put them in New York. You know, like, you just start a cable company where you could get some office space cheap. It was probably some of the founders were near Bristol. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was close to weird. weird. They never outgrew it. Um, <laughs> well, they, you know, they built. Seems I've never been to Bristol, but it seems like that's the only industry in Bristol. I don't yeah. know what else comes out of Bristol. Yeah, they have like a whole campus, and I don't know. yeah. All right, let's go to the east, where the heat are up three to one. I think, yep, we're all on the heat train, the heat beat, mm-hmm. the uh, the heat seat. Speaking of, are they the, they're the sixth seed, right? Uh, the fifth seed. Fifth? Yeah. How about it? Yeah. So, so the heat is another team, just like the Nuggets, where in the bubble, a few of its players have just made, like, you can see a discernible difference and improvement with almost each and every game Mm -hmm. right yeah for sure i think i mean bam has established himself as one of the best centers in the league now i think it's like him Jokic, ad and i don't know if you consider Giannis a center um i think we should yeah yeah uh and tyler hero right what was it? Thirty-seven points he had. Thirty-seven, yeah. Thirty-seven points. And after the game, they're like, "How do you have all this confidence?" And he's just like, "I don't know. That's just me, man." And that's well, and it's funny because uh, it is. It's it's to your point earlier, Micah. You were saying the guys that were like scared of the moment, like Kuzma. I mean, Hero's not that much better. He just had a good game, but he's just not scared. And that's why he's great in this moment. Like he's not going to shoot that percentage again. He's not going to score that many points off the bench. He's just really confident and happened to have a good game. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's awesome, but he's not that good. Yeah. He's the definition of fake it till you make it truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, but same thing with John Morant. Uh, same thing with uh, there's a lot of a lot of NBA players come into the league with that kind of confidence and in the face of 
adversity because they beat rookies down they still come out on top and that like i logically i don't know why you wouldn't have that confidence i don't know why you'd ever second guess yourself when it comes to a game like basketball when you're like yeah i mean like if if it's 90 percent mental then let me just put myself in a mindset where i'm going to do whatever it is that my team needs me to do and i'm going to do it well whatever that is and <clears throat> every time i do what my team needs me to do and i follow through on that i get more responsibility until i'm scoring 37 points as a 20 year old child <laughs> in in the nba conference finals yeah and i think i think it's worth noting too that he had like he wasn't this good in march but he did have in, in effect an off season to then go back so he got the nba experience he got an off season and then he comes back to the bubble and he's just better because he works hard like that's it yeah there's something to just the heat's focus in this bubble starting with jimmy butler who didn't bring his family into the bubble when the, everybody was eligible to say like, no, I'm on business. This is a business trip. I'm taking care of shit. And I think that just bleeds into the rest of them. And they're, they're just laser focused on these games and hero. I'm guessing doesn't have a family yet. Yeah, um, I heard Jimmy Butler's family didn't want to hang out with him. <laughs> they didn't want to have dinner with him. <laughs> I also heard that, uh, I heard that Tyler Hero just crawled out of the primordial ooze and a fully formed basketball player. So, um, yeah, man, um, the quarantining, the quarantining aspect of this pandemic has really, really worked for some people and mm -hmm. has really, really not worked for some other people. Yeah, it felt like feel, it did not work like for the Clippers. It seems like they were they had one foot out the door by that last game. Yeah, um, it, it, I feel like for me, I, like it's helped me focus in my life. There's just so many less variables for me to get distracted by. And I'm able to focus on the things that are truly important to me. And it's easy to say no, right? Because if anybody asks you to do anything, you just say, nah, COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, same thing with Jimmy Butler and his family, right? <laughs> like, they're like, hey, can we come and see you, Dad? And he's like, nah, COVID. I really need to, I really need to focus on getting shots up for eight hours a day. It, look, man, that dude doesn't even get a haircut. It is, he is focused, focused. Uh, and, and I like to see it. I love watching him play basketball. Because you're right, uh, Larry it does bleed in to the rest of the team and it infuses them with confidence and a competitive uh, spirit to see that kind of sacrifice from your leader. I'm loving this team. I'm also loving that they share the load. Yeah. So not equally, but they really distribute it. And so it's hard to cut the head off this snake. Yeah. I mean, almost to a fault, Jimmy Butler was sharing it too much in some of those earlier games in the series. But at the same time, he's like, I know I need to get Duncan Robinson involved. 
and all these other guys, and he's letting Goran Dragic do his thing, who's also a baller. It's just a great team. And it's, it's so funny that to see Jimmy Butler enjoying himself. Like, everywhere he's gone, he's had teammates who hate him, especially Minnesota. But, like, yesterday he shows up to, to practice wearing a Tyler Hero high school jersey. I don't know how he got that in the bubble. Probably Poshmark. stole Poshmark. Poshmark. Yeah. <laughs> same same seller. Uh, but it's yeah, it's 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 fun to see Butler Butler where he's supposed to be. Yeah, and it's fun to see uh him enjoying himself for the right reasons, right? He was like, I'm not gonna compromise. Minnesota's not a winning franchise. You know what it is? The Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was doing pretty well. He was, I thought he was doing pretty damn well in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's a winning franchise, or at least it, it was. Philadelphia has not been for four decades. And it really showed this playoffs. They didn't win one game. No, D- D- and- Dan Antonio fixed that. <laughs> was, yeah, they, sorry, was, was he hired, or are they just... No, 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 okay, but Billy Donovan is going to be the new Chicago coach. We'll see. That might be all right. Yeah, yeah. Zach Levine is very good at basketball. They you can put some pieces around him, but Billy Donovan is also a very good coach. I would argue a Jerry Sloan type coach. He <laughs> 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 hey, gets to the playoffs a lot, coach. But not necessarily win. I mean, Zach Levine, if he's your cornerstone, I don't know. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when we were having that conversation about uh, great, great, um, all-time great players who build their teammates up, I forgot to mention Tim Duncan. He's another one of those guys who have built up everybody that he has worked with in a, in a really, really positive way. And... Um, his his record shows that. But I think everybody that's played with him loved to play with him. Yeah, except maybe anyway, Kawhi. Remember Tim Duncan? I, re- I remember Tim Duncan. <laughs> I think Kawhi enjoyed playing with him. It probably did, but for whatever reason, he wanted out of the Spurs. That was after Tim Duncan, Duncan wasn't there anymore. It was after Duncan left. Yeah, like, oh, all right. All right. It was Duncan. Honestly, I mean, Duncan was that good. Is that kind of, I mean, I don't know. LeBron James leaves the Lakers. I don't think AD is going to take him to the finals. No. I mean, he might, he'll maybe take him to the playoffs, but yeah. Um, another Heat who has won a lot of championships is uh, Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. Big game. Big game. I thought you were going to say Pat Riley. <laughs> Pat Riley, too. Uh, no, Iggy. Much in game four. Iguodala. Was yeah. Yeah. He he hadn't been playing much and then it, I mean Jay Crowder had basically been playing that role and then they needed him and Iggy came I in. I brought this up I, I brought this up last show and you guys were like, Oh yeah, Iguodala too. <laughs> no, that, that, <laughs> that look, look, you also said Iguodala, all he does is win, and it's like, well, he spent like a, the first decade of his career not winning, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did so did Jordan and so did LeBron. 
he did not no Iguodala like wasn't even making the playoffs for Philly like he wasn't yeah yes he was he played with AI no he didn't he may have played with him for maybe a year he played for like two years with with AI yeah yeah anyways his arms have always been jacked yeah the point is he should have won he should (laughs) have won the slam dunk competition too (laughs) and he's always looked old he's always looked old (laughs) yeah something yeah, he's got that LeBron forehead. Greg <laughs> uh, Oden forehead, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just looks it looks like a garden before it's planted. Um, so, um, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't think he had anything left. That's that's fair. And he had a, he had a great half in game four. I'll give him all credit. And like, I was, I was like, he's not 2016 Iguodala, but um, he, you know, he brought it back for that half. It's awesome. I hope he keeps it just going. Just like Dwight... Just like Dwight Howard is the emotional boost a team needs in order to get over the um, start, uh, whatever, however you want to call it. Co- not coasting, not going downhill, uh, but getting enough points so that the game's not close. Yeah, right. I mean, every playoffs, like, you need a role player to step up in certain games. It's just like, oh, that was the Iguodala game. That was the Dwight Howard game. Iguodala, he was someone people would kind of debate whether or not he's a hall of famer. And I would say regular season stats, he's not a hall of famer, but if he wins a championship this year, it would be his fourth. Is that correct? Fourth. Fourth. He starts, he starts getting in the conversation. He's getting in the Kerr Ori range. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I Robert mean, is, is Derek, is Derek Fisher a hall of famer? No. Is that, a, no. Is that even a question? No. But he would probably got a finals MVP. That's the, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would still lean towards no. He'll get in. Yeah. Everybody gets in. Everybody gets in. You know, who's a is Robert. Who I'm is Robert Ori in the hall of fame. I don't think no. so. No. And big, big he probably ball. won't get in. No, he won't get in. What'd you say, Micah? It's tough to get into the Hall of Fame when you're averaging eight points. Yeah. yeah. Stockton, how many points did he average? Like <laughs> 17 or 18? Yeah. And and 12 assists. Yeah, yeah. Well, 17 some seasons. He was uh, he was good at passing the basketball, as they say. He and, and could exceptionally short shorts. That 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 alone should have gotten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those aren't even nut huggers. Those were nut pop outers. <laughs> yeah, if if Chris Paul was around, <laughs> Draymond Green was around, he would have punched those nuts. <laughs> Did we talk about this last week? Are like there we... a lot more nut punches? Did we talk about that? We did. Yeah. It's still happening. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it wasn't in the nuts, but LeBron got kneed in the thigh this last game. Could have been. They were going for the nuts. Yeah. I did feel like Denver was trying to hurt them a little bit um, during that game. It seemed like they were like being super rough, like Jordan rules type (laughs) rough. Uh, But maybe that's just me because I was like, protect LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) He's a hero. Well, what else is Plumley gonna do, right? He's got he's worth he's got six fouls, and you might as well just like hurt yeah. somebody with, him. like if that's, yeah, yeah. That's I don't even Markeith, know. Markeith Morris is playing that way for sure. He fouled out and was like, "What? Two? You know, he's got two <laughs> points." And he's like, oh, so. "Another guy who was scared to have the ball." 
Yeah. Marquise Morris. He was like, which is interesting because his brother is like, he's balling for the Clippers and averaging like 17, 18 points. And Marquise is not, does not have similar numbers. Yeah. Marcus Morris is pretty, is pretty baller. Um, especially of the Morris brothers. And I think when they first got to the NBA, Markeith seemed like he was the better player of the two. But Marcus has definitely established himself. Yeah. It's always... It, it, I remember they were... Um, they went... They played on the same team for a while, and then and then they got split up, and... They were all... You know, the big question stink. was, like, should that happen? Or should they be able, allowed to play? They've, they've been playing with each other for their entire lives, and people were like, what are you talking about? This is a business. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. Yeah, but the thing was, one of them took a discount to stay mm-hmm. on the team with the other one, and then the then they traded the other one. So it was like there was a little bit of a, like, oh yeah, I probably should have like written something into the contract about this. Well, I think I I honestly think they had a joint checking account. I, I think they like <laughs> they, I think they were sharing it honestly. And why wouldn't you? They did like yeah, sign a contract together like that. But getting traded, it was the best thing ever for Marcus Morris's career. Yeah. He's blossomed. I mean, he's not great. But he's, he's not great, know, but yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a good, he's a good fourth or fifth option. Mm-hmm. Whereas Markeith is... Which is saying something. Yeah. Markeith is not even the fifth option on his team, so... No. So, so if we're talking about the Celtics, can we spend a second on Gordon Hayward's mustache and how... <laughs> It's, I just don't like it. It's, it seems very 70s porn. And I get that he has like a baby face. And so that's probably why he like wants to go with us. I just, I just, I don't like it. I just don't like it. He gets a lot of hate on Twitter for donating to the Trump campaign. I have heard this. Yeah. Has he, he's actually donated to the Trump campaign? You know, I don't know. Oh, and I, I don't think it's appropriate to like, bring someone's politics into into I mean, I understand that he's an entertainer and mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, you know it's everything's you know open for discussion i think kevin McHale was at a trump rally yeah um but i all i you know every time someone brings up gordon hayward plus he does have a white supremacist haircut that's, <laughs> I think that's also the other thing is like he looks like a proud boy um, right uh but yeah we can talk about his mustache it's very la and can we talk about that style of mustache where it's like um i have an enormous slug on my upper lip and i haven't shaved for five days like that's a it's it's the um and very like straight line, straight across line kind of thing. No yeah. curvature to that mustache. I, I I like it. I do like a mustache like that. Uh, I like a Sam Elliott mustache. Oh, that Sam Elliott's above reproach. Like mm-hmm. that's mustache Hall of Fame area. Well, what if Gordon Hayward did that? Maybe I just don't see Gordon Hayward's face like pulling it off. I don't know, but. Hayward he was strange. He, he had a he had a strong game three, um, which I thought was going to change the series. I know his plus minus was still minus, but he, I I thought then I was like really worried in game four. I was genuinely concerned that it was going to end up two two and that Boston would have all the momentum after that. Yeah, it's uh, Larry. When you brought up um, 
let's talk about the Celtics. I was like, why? They're not in the playoffs anymore. And totally forgetting that they legitimately are still in the playoffs. Um, I think I was pretty right last week when I was like, Gordon Hayward does not bring that much of an addition to the team. He's a fine, fine player. He was awesome in Utah. But in this, in the, on this roster, he's not bringing a whole lot of extra. But as soon as you said that, he comes back and they won the game. After he scored three points. I mean, but the drop off to the other players like that he was replacing was so huge. I mean, I don't know. He was. I think they won in spite of Gordon Hayward. I don't know. I don't think you're saying that. That's he's, the, that's he's the better than Semi Ojale, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think why, I think, why is that the line? To like call line. somebody a great player. He's better than Ojale. <laughs> no, I just said, all I said was after the first two games, I was like, the thing that could change here is when Hayward comes back. That's going to, you know, that's another card for the Celtics to play. And they played it and they won. And if you, okay, if you were not at all concerned about the Heat after that game three, then God bless you. Like, I was concerned. I was, I was genuinely concerned. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I can still see the Celtics winning game five. Absolutely. They're, I don't think they're going to win three in a row, uh, especially against this Heat team. But the Celtics yeah, are very good. It's interesting. I heard the announcers saying during that that game too, like, "Oh, well, they got Hayward back. It looks like you know he's a real difference maker." And I'm like, "How do you figure? <laughs> if his plus minus is minus, yeah, but that's the plus and he's minus scoring minus. three points a game. He's he's like the fourth or fifth b- player on that squad, and he was an all star. He should be a lot better than he is. He should be more of a leader than he is. But Jason Tatum's better than him." Jalen Brown's better than him. I would even venture to say Marcus Smart is better than him. Yeah, I would too. Tatum's better than him. Dare I say Tatum? Yeah, but yeah. you could count him twice. And also Tatum. <laughs> so that, yeah, so you got Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. You and, forget and the Kem- Kemba. Kemba Walker plays for that team. Yeah. Kemba Walker is a straight-up perennial all-star. Gordon Hayward's not. I think I think his I think his stock got too high. And then he broke his his leg that was yeah weird. that, that, that definitely changed his career trajectory i mean he was he was great on utah yeah he and he, he doesn't have to be great to make a difference in this series the series is even in overall points scored at this point mm-hmm. right like like it a little bit makes a big difference this is this is not i, I don't know uh, that that's just that's just my take. I don't think Gordon Hayward is nearly as good as he was in Utah. He's certainly not worth thirty oh, sure. million dollars a year. Yeah, but I would rather have him on the floor than the person who backs him up. Like no, I mean I, your your point is well taken for sure. Uh, I, I I don't think that he is. But when you say a little bit goes a long way, I agree. He is <laughs> He's a, little, a bit. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, but it's so tight. It is this this series is so close. I'm still nervous, but maybe I just maybe it, I care it, too much and I hate the Celtics too much, or I don't know. Uh, but I'm I'm still I'm still not done with this one. I'm I'm nervous. I agree the that the Celtics one. will play hard, um, and they're very well you know very well coached and very good team. So I could see them winning another game. But I mean, I, Tatum I, had 28 
fucking points in a half. In the half. And he had zero in the first half, right? Yeah. That that zero is inexplicable, but that 28 is like, oh. <laughs> Tatum's not ready. Um, Jalen Brown is a nice guy. Marcus Smart plays hard, but is not talented enough to make a huge dent. Kemba Walker is a baller, but he's got all these other guys he's got to pass to and take take account. Like that's what I, I think. I think you get rid of Hayward. Not that they're going to be able to because <laughs> they're paying him out the asshole. But Kemba Walker, like to me, Kemba Walker is that dude, and I feel like he's being drowned out because I think Tatum is a wonderful player, but he's not a great player yet. He's cl- he's getting there. Kemba Kemba Walker is a great player, and I feel like defers too much to Jason Tatum, who is streaky and unreliable. And Marcus Smart is reliable, but scores eight points a game or 12 or whatever it is. Um, So I I just, I don't see with this, with this lineup, there's too many variables that aren't working together. No, that's definitely true. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, I mean, I think Walker is great. He's also six feet tall. And there's a, there's like, there is a limit to how much of a difference you can, you can make if you're not Isaiah Thomas, right? Kyle Lowry that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it, it is hard. And I think Tatum is basically like, he's playing like AD where he is just, he is a monster. He hasn't come into his own physically like AD totally has yet, but, but how can AD get zero rebounds and a half? I agree. I I totally agree with you. That's why you need the whisperer, like the LeBron or whatever, to get the most out of these guys. And Tatum should be there, but he's not. But he's yeah. God, he's yeah, he is very good. He he reminds me of those kids, you know, like like uh like a young like like a kid that's like eleven, like right before they go into puberty, where you're like, that's going to be a handsome man, but he's an awkward looking <laughs> middle schooler, right? Like his feet and hands are too big, his teeth look like chiclets. Like you know, he's going to like grow into something it's like ah, he's a good looking kid there but like not right now and i'm sorry that you're my nephew so here's five (laughs) bucks go play somewhere else thanks uncle micah (laughs) yeah but uh like i do think that in the next two or three years uh, i think that uh tatum needs to get that uh confidence and and and, uh consistency down and look we talk a lot about hero we're like oh he's got confidence but he's also a streaky player let's not let's not kid ourselves he's not a great basketball player he just happened to score 37 points at a young age yes and he's in a very well coached system where he doesn't have to do everything tatum's being asked to do a lot more than hero is for sure and brad stevens getting out coached man he is just bottom line spolstra spolstra now uh, probably already was going to make the Hall of Fame as a coach. I think he's he's a lock if he brings this team to the finals. I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know exactly where the bar is. Yeah, for I coaching. don't. I have to like look at the list of who's in and who's out. Mm-hmm. But I would think two championships and then another finals appearance, or actually, I guess it'd be multi, like three more finals appearances. Yeah. For the I think if you are the head coach of a professional basketball team for over a decade, you automatically should get in to the Hall of Fame. He's done something, right? He's remained the head coach. True. true. What other what other uh, NBA coaches currently are there? Yeah, that's a good that? question. There's, I mean, obviously Pop. Pop, Hall of Famer. And then there was 
uh, Billy Donovan before he uh, before he moved to Chicago. But he wasn't ten years. If that's yeah. it. he wasn't, nah. I believe he was. Nah, because Scott Brooks was there for some of the last decade. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're right. My bad. Um, in ten years. Oh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is pretty close. Close. Um, and I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. But there are only I think there are what there's six active coaches who've won a title, and that's it. Is that right? I think there's there's Spolstra, Popovich, Rivers, Nick Nurse, and um, Steve Kerr, and then maybe one more. Steve Kerr's a lock. Steve Kerr's a lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, Carlisle. Oh, Carlisle, yeah. Oh, Rick Carlisle's been there for He's ever, been there right? for 10 years, yeah. yeah. Carlisle has been there a long time. Yeah. yeah. Or it may be exactly 10 years, but but very, yeah. yeah he was totally there in 11. When they I were. always forget about Dallas. They'll sneak up on you, man. Yeah. I hate them. They're going to be good, too. They're going to well, be great. Not, oh, not if that meniscus <laughs> keeps acting up. Man, the next few years in the NBA are yeah. going to be awesome. I sure as hell hope that... Well, we're going to be in the bubble, right? The, the NBA season is going to start in the bubble. Is it? It's going to have to. Yeah, I think the, the latest news is that they're, they're probably not... They're now saying it's probably going to be January that they start. But they we still, you're them. right, they may do, they may still do bubble. I don't know. I think but they, these other leagues aren't doing it though. And they're still going. Like, like MLB. MLB and NFL aren't doing it and they're still going. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. They might. If it's indoor arena though, I don't see how they could have fans and they shouldn't. No, but it's the sequestering, I think, that the players union is going to not want. I mean, if they do the 2020 that I've heard about, mm-hmm. like, I like that. So that is like break up the season into like 20 game increments. Yeah. Sequestered. Where they're sequestered during that time, then they get a break. Because, yeah, why not? That's a really smart idea. Yeah. I like that. And you could have multiple bubbles and then it's like you shuffle after the 20 games. Hockey yeah. hockey has a bubble, right? Yeah. They had two and then they're down to one now because they're in the finals. Nice. And uh, so so uh, American baseball's not. and. Nope. Though they kind of are for the playoffs, going to do it. Yes. Well, I, I I did see that football started their season. Were there fans in the stands? I think starting week two, they had fans. They had Jacksonville and Kansas City, like, last weekend. Those were the only two cities that did it. Were I they think socially distanced? More. What's that? So what, were the fans socially distanced? Yeah. Well, there's like, I think it's like they're only allowed 25% capacity, or something like that, and only yeah. outdoor stadiums. So that could be okay. I don't know. And the Jaguars have never hit 25% capacity. <laughs> right. <laughs> History, so. so. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a basketball gym or a basketball arena, I mean, it, if you're not quarantined, that's a solid way to catch the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Just that's like, Man, Different. like... You're, if you've ever been to a high school basketball game, you can yeah. smell the players. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's fair. I, I I just I hope they do it. I hope they do it because then that means it's less likely to be interrupted, and they'll all stay safe. Um, You're yeah. hoping like a 2020 20 bubble. Yeah, I like the 2020 20 idea. Yeah. I don't know how 
like what legs that has with the negotiation, like the, between the players association and the owners and all this stuff. But it seemed logical to me. Yeah. I also, I like that because then after each 20 game increment, you could kind of make another judgment of like, is the country ready to break out of this bubble? Right. Well, I'm hoping we have a new season because it's been way too long since I've seen the Knicks play and only I care about that, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) I need something. All right. Yeah, it's, been, it's been way too long since I've seen the Knicks play. What has it been, like 50 years? <laughs> yeah, you should really watch these days. They got R.J. Barrett, who didn't make the all-rookie team. But they, to be fair, they only picked three teams, right? Is it is it three two all-rookie teams, teams or two? It's, oh, it's two. two. Okay, he would have been on the third. He would have been on the third, absolutely. Tyler Hero didn't even make the first one. He was second. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, Duncan Robinson? Can we... Can we just oh, we have to go right we have, we have to, go. to go but you could yeah. say something about duncan robinson there's always time for duncan that's <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> how america runs yep <laughs> so um he's a rookie Mm-mm. no he's not i think he's second year but he like barely played last year yeah he's like pretty inconsistent Right. Like he's getting consistent minutes, but like it's kind of like he's got to be wide open in order to make his shots. He does now. I mean, he didn't have to be during the year like he was good, but he's like he's in a little bit of a slump now. Mm -hmm. I think he's nervous. He had that six for 12 game or whatever against the Celtics, like game one or two. But then, yeah, I don't I think it might be. I think the Celtics are just they're good at defending the three point line and he doesn't shoot twos. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't burn him for like, you know, getting too close to him or whatever. They can't go around anybody. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if he develops like a decent like high post game, because he's like six eight or something, six seven, six eight. If he could develop that, develop a couple moves where he can get close to the basket, that he could consistently win. And yeah, he's got to get better on defense, though. Like that's a little bit. True, yeah. So what is that? Is he soft or what's his deal? He just he just doesn't have the lateral quickness. Mm-hmm. He just gets they just like seek him out on switches and he's got those Jack Sigma legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's Duncan Robinson. He's just he's like the definition of a specialist right now. Yeah, but he's really good at that one specialty. Tyler Hero, though, was and is no longer. No, no. I, I saw him, just saw a highlight, and nobody even talked about it. He was driving the lane, and he did that white chocolate move where he he put his hand over the ball like he was throwing it to his left, and the ball didn't move. Mm. And I was like, you only saw Jason Williams doing that on, like, the fast break. But he was in around the trees, and I was like, you are ballsy, man. That is like, like to, just to try that in a professional basketball game, yeah. let alone in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, surrounded by four players. Nobody really talked about it, but I was like, did you see, did you, did you, hold on, did you see what he just rewind this? Did you see <laughs> what he just did? <laughs> I, I didn't notice that at the time, but it's you're talking. It's like it looks like you're gonna pass it, but it's really just like a. It turns into like, it's like a fake pass that becomes a dribble. 
It is. You put your whole body into it. So the ball, the ball bounces up. You put your whole body into it as if you're going to sling the basketball. It looked like he was, he was in the paint and then he was going to sling it to the, um, to the uh, corner, corner for a corner three. Someone mm-hmm. was, was, uh, was setting up there. And he moved, he does the whole motion of that, except his hand rolls over the basketball. So the basketball stays in one place, but all the players move to go defend the corner three. And he's right there in the lane for a quick dish or I forget. He either dished it. I think he dished it off. But um, not in to, in the yeah. initial thing. Yeah, I mean, to me, I was like, man, that's like that's it's awesome. like legendary street ball. No, that was that was white chocolate. Like, he, he is. I mean, he is the new white chocolate for sure. So good at that. I mean, it was like Rucker Park level. Like that's 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 awesome. I, I love I love seeing that, and I love. I mean, he's just he's got cojones. He's great. Mm-hmm. It's great to watch. Great fun. Great, great to watch. And that his his mindset is only he's only going to keep getting better and better. I can't wait to see what he does next year. I, I can't I, wait to see what he does in the finals. I know. Same here. That's I want to see him tonight. I want to see him doing back it up tonight. <laughs> yeah. I would love for them to win it tonight. I really, I really would. Yeah. But it's going to be the Celtics. Uh no, I think it's I think the Heat might might get it tonight. I really do. <laughs> Yeah, you were just saying the Celtics are coming back. No, I think the Celtics. I, no, I'm not taking anything for granted in this series. I think the the Celtics are good. I don't think. I think these teams are evenly matched. Like it doesn't. The closeness of the matchup um, doesn't fit with the three one deficit. That's true. Given the point differential and how close these games have been, I hope that the Heat finish them off. And it would be great if they just if Boston like quits in the second half and they very well, they very well could, but I'm not going to feel good. Even if, if Boston wins, I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's no big deal. we got two more. I'm going to be like, Oh shit. Now it's like, yeah, I'm being nervous. You know what time it is. <laughs> it's winning time. It's winning time. And it's time to go. So what would you like? To- <laughs> anyway, uh, Micah, what would you like to plug? Oh boy. Let's see. Um, did I mention that I'm directing a virtual play? You did, mm-hmm. but tell the people again. I'm directing a virtual play. I have uh, no ticketing links for you right now, but uh, I am uh, directing a play on Zoom through the Tank Theater um, that uh, will be performed live on Halloween. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, John... Anything you'd like to tell uh, the people? Plug uh, the pod school. <laughs> yeah, I'll be teaching at a pod school for, uh, yeah, no. Um, no, just, uh, yeah, keep watching, keep watching games and keep, you know, and if you're in a, if you're in a swing state, vote. If you're not yeah. in a swing state, vote. But then also maybe call some people in a swing state and, you know, tell mm-hmm. them to vote. I just registered today and last night I signed up for making calls to, four uh local jurisdictions in pennsylvania very nice pennsylvania a swing state yep yep and don't tell gordon hayward to vote you (laughs) (laughs) so i of course am at larry the athlete on all social media 
You can follow this podcast by subscribing to Larry Knows Sports on any podcast player. Have a good night, folks. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. <laughs> <laughs>